You are listening to the Indie Game Development Podcast Show, sponsored by Curiosoft Kids Games and the letter E. Visit the Indie Game Development Podcast site at www.indiegamepod.com. I like. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Indie Game Development Podcast. How about you introduce yourself? Hi, uh, my name's Peter Stock. I'm a uh, uh, first-time independent game developer. Uh, not an awful lot of experience, but um, just released my game. I took my first game uh, called Armadillo Run. Okay, cool. Uh, how did you get into games? Uh, well, I've, uh, I've always liked uh, playing games, you know, so for, from being at school, basically. Oh, uh, awesome. But uh, so I haven't, um, as I say, I haven't done an awful lot of game development uh, until re- reasonably recently. Uh, I did um, did study computer science at university, which sort of gave me sort of a, a reasonable head start in the, in approaching game development. But you know, I'm a bit of a first timer. Okay, cool. Um, what were your favourite games back when you were uh, when you first started playing them? Well, I sort of got into the uh, got into games sort of when. Uh, uh, Super Nintendo was popular, so you know, 16-bit days and uh, Atari and Amiga. Oh, okay, those cool. Sort of games. I, I really liked uh, the platform games actually. Uh, Mario. Uh, oh, okay, Super Mario World. Yeah, Street Fighter 2, you know, the classics. Oh, awesome. Uh, do you still play those? Uh, yeah, I still I do actually. I've, I've, uh, I, I sold my original Super Nintendo, <laughs> but I, I I had to go and buy one off eBay to. Uh, to replace it because I was, you know, I really wanted to play those old games again. Awesome. Um, do you play any games on the new console systems, or do you still prefer the Super Nintendo? Well, uh, I, I, I like some of the old games, but I think uh, you can't discount the new ones as well. You know, there's some great new games about, and one of my favourites of the new new games is uh, Gran Turismo 4. You know, oh, really? Okay. Incredible, incredible detail in the simulation. I think it's great fun. Awesome. So I've got a, I've got a PS2, but um, uh, I haven't got um, anything uh, more advanced than that yet. Okay, cool. Um, so how did you get into uh, indie game development then? So you've been playing well, games, and then what inspired you to make games? Well, I was, um, uh, it must have been uh, around 2000, 2001, I was um, uh, working in, in university on, on a project there, and a couple of my friends there, uh, they were playing Quake as sort of, uh, in the lunch times in the afternoons. And uh, I hadn't played Quake before, and I was a bit of a, a bit of a newcomer to PC games. So they sort of introduced me to this, and uh, they kicked my ass at this game. <laughs> uh, so I sort of I was playing catch up, and eventually I, I got competitive. But uh, I'm, I'm not as good as these guys. But anyway, they, they introduced me to a lot of other games too, and some of them were sort of uh, indie games, you know, physics-based games as well. And um, oh. you know, that, that sort of got me into thinking, could I do something like this? Okay, cool. Um, how did or what games back then did you find interesting that were indie games? Well, uh, it all sort of started when the, uh, when I looked at um, one called Stair Dismount, which is <laughs> it's been around a while, but it's, it's it's classic. It's basically you push a guy down the stairs, uh, and it's all physically modelled, and yeah. you get more points when, when you make him uh, hurt. And uh, there's that, and another one at the same time called uh, Bridge Builder, which is actually reasonably similar in interface to Armadillo Run. Okay. And I thought these were, I thought these were, these were great games. These were like, you know, taking physics and using it as a gameplay element rather than some kind of eye candy. 
Okay. So, so you find the idea of using physics in gameplay is interesting. Yeah, um, it's, it makes the game still very open-ended instead of uh, you know a fixed number of choices. It's, it's very um, fluid, if you like. Yeah. That's true. Well, did you ever play the game Lemmings? I did. Yes, I like that too. Oh, okay. Because I was wondering, because in a way, Lemmings is also a puzzle, but it but it isn't like you know physics-based. So you can have like physics-based puzzles that are more freeform than Lemmings, but they kind of have the similar puzzle-type element. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, but Le- the Lemmings, it was the the rules were sort of reasonably freeform. It wasn't like it was on a grid or anything. It was okay. Uh, it's, it's fairly um, open-ended, if you like, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, so you're playing these physics games. Uh, what convinced you that you could actually do your own? <laughs> well, I am. Um, I, I was doing a bit of fiddling about, and um, I was trying out a load of uh, physics-based like demos. So these weren't, these weren't games; these were just some people at university who were trying out new algorithms and stuff. And oh, okay. Showing different things: how you can simulate cloth, and how you can uh, simulate jelly by making up a network of springs and stuff like that and you know pick the guy up by his leg you know this uh, stick man you know you you twirl him around and it looks like he's a real man (laughs) oh yeah so these sort of um, demonstration projects seemed pretty feasible and I thought it was just a matter of doing something similar but stringing a game around it okay so so then you started on Armadillo Run well, it was, it was quite a while before I actually started on actually doing any coding. I was, um, uh, it, it, it takes a while to program stuff, right? You know, you need yeah. a few hours a day. So, and I was sort of in a full-time job. And it was only when uh, my wife came over to uh, to Canada, uh, she got a job here, here which okay. uh, then left me. I thought, well, I quit my job in the UK. Um, and I thought, instead of trying to, do the same thing here. Why don't I? I've, I had this idea, you know, knocking around my head for a while, and I thought it was a perfect opportunity. You know, uh, got a bit of time. You know, well, haven't got a job basically. Okay. I thought well, it seems a good time to try that. So it was actually uh, a period of about four or five years where I was thinking about this thing, but actually not not doing anything about it. Okay. Um. So when you did decide to make this game, did you start reading up on game development or game design or anything like that, or was it mostly playing around with it and just seeing what you preferred and what you liked? No, I actually did quite a bit of, quite a bit of research uh, to begin with. I went to the library, got out I don't know, six or seven books about game development and also about the business side of things. Oh, really? So, Interesting. Uh, being totally new to this, I thought, I'm um, you know. I'm going to get something completely wrong if I don't at least have a grounding the basics of this, you know, this thing. So, <laughs> but, you know, having played games, you, you know, you get a, a sort of intuitive understanding of what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. Re- reading the books really helps formalise why it's right and why it's wrong. You know, what areas, what you can do to make it better, because otherwise it's kind of like fumbling around in the dark, right? Yeah. So um, I did, 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 did read sort of two or three books on game development. And also there's one, um, I think it's the Indie Game Development Survival Guide. It's, it gives some very good uh, advice on how to actually go about uh, uh, marketing and distributing the game. You know, Once you've made it, that's great, but you know, you've got to actually do some testing, maybe make it a bit better. Uh, you've got, actually got to sell it or partner up with somebody else who's going to sell it for you. 
cool. This is, this is very um, uh, useful lessons to me reading these books. I think without, if I hadn't done that, I'd have uh, done a lot of things more wrong. Okay. What? Well, what other books did you find interesting and useful? Uh, there was one, uh, I think it's an O'Reilly book called uh, Physics for Game Developers. That's it's great. You know, it tells you all you need to know about physics. Basically, it's not like a um, it doesn't come with an awful lot of code. So it's not like copy and paste, but it's, okay. uh, it, it gives you a good grounding in understanding how to go about doing stuff yourself. Oh, awesome. Okay, so you read these books and you get started. And um, so, what was the first step of this development? Then? Well, because it, it was sort of quite a technology-led game, I um, I sort of tried to tried to get that over and done with to start with. You know, because it, if if it, if I couldn't make the physics work, there was no game. You know, so I concentrated on the core physics to start with, and it's all just um, you know lines on the screen, nothing fancy. Uh, I got something that looked okay, and then I sort of started to flesh it out. But it was only once I'd finished the Core physics simulation, and I actually started thinking about how do I structure a game around it. Oh, okay. Now, in, in a way, I suppose that was best uh, from the business side of things because if, if I couldn't have done that, I might as well have stopped straight away. <laughs> um, the other question I had was, did you consider using uh, ODE? I did, yeah, but I, I kind of thought, what if if I if I do that. Um, it, my game's sort of likely to be not dissimilar to some others that are already available. I wanted something that was quite uh, uh, sort of quite different. I, you know, ODI, OD, I, I believe I have uh, you know, spring-based um, dynamics, which is basically what my game is. It's all about springs. Okay. But I, you know, I know that that does a lot of uh, solid body stuff here, really rigid body dynamics. Yeah, that's the sort of core of it, I think. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to sort of stay away from that because I think there's only so much you can do with with uh, you know something that's not uh, what's the word elastic. It doesn't have elastic co uh, collisions. So I wanted something that was uh, in a way uh, simpler, but in a way exhibited some some more complexity to its behaviour. You know, I didn't want to just have a load of things that stacked on each other. I wanted. Oh. Okay. Well, I, I sort of also like the idea of developing the technology myself. You know, even if I even if I didn't do it as well, it's kind of fun to have a go, right? Yeah, exactly. Now, did you, when you were doing this physics engine, I mean, it seems like the physics is is pretty detailed. What what types of properties did you implement within the well, engine? It's actually reasonably simple. You know, there there isn't an awful lot to it. Uh, as I say, it's, it's done with springs. Springs are um, springs are good because you can simulate them pretty simply just by looking at the connections between each node, uh, and so you, so you just simulate each node based on its immediate local data. Oh. Okay. Uh, and you get you get some really interesting global properties arising from this because forces get propagated throughout the spring system. Uh, so it's basically a simple spring model, which is being explained like reasonably you know, very well all over the place. There's a load of articles on, I think, GameDev.net, okay. and uh, a couple of other sites about it. But I took that and, and I worked uh, I worked in a collision algorithm for simple uh, points and lines, you know, uh, circles and, um, and boxes, basically. 
and I am, um, oh, with the collisions, I implemented friction and uh, uh, some rotational effects. But apart from that, it's just the springs and the collisions, and everything else sort of rises from these rules. Awesome. Now, after you make the physics engine, what did you do next? <laughs> well, I, I, as I was making it, I was kind of thinking, I've got to make something fun. It, you know, it's great to, to play around with stuff, but it's actually got to have a point to it to do a game, right? So um, I was kind of thinking, you know, I, I liked I liked the bridge builder game. I thought that was great, but it was it was fairly static. You know, you, you make the bridge, and it either falls down, which is great fun to watch, or it stays still, which is yeah. that's the that's the point of the game. I wanted something that was more dynamic. You know, I wanted things to be moving around, and I wanted sort of some, you know, things to be moving basically. So I thought, okay, a ball is a uh, a really easy particle to uh, to implement. You know, the physics of. I didn't want something, you know, something like a person is, you know, it's a nightmare to to implement. Right? And w what can it do? You know, you can have a person walk around, but is that any different from the ball rolling? You know, so I thought I thought a ball and getting it from one place to another place. Uh, so around that, I uh, I thought, you know, what kind of uh, kind of animal can uh, can be represented as a ball because you know animals are more more fun to play with yeah so um, I thought an armadillo is the only circular animal I know of so, so that's basically how the, how the game uh, came about okay cool so so you're saying that you tried to mimic an armadillo then well not really I just I just wanted to find some kind of animal that was a mascot that was uh, circular <laughs> That works. Uh, <laughs> did you? I've had a, sorry. I'll go ahead. I've had a, a, a couple of comments saying um, we don't think your armadillo looks much like an armadillo. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but well, it doesn't matter really, right? Yeah, it's fun. That's all that matters. Um, now, did you do any prototyping, or was it you just started playing around and once you found some idea that was fun, that's what you did? That's more or less it. There was the prototyping, if, if there wasn't, it was just the, in the building of the physics simulation. When you know, when I, you know, you make a build, you play around with stuff, and as you're checking things are working. You know, you know, so as I was playing around with stuff, I thought, why don't I try this? You know, maybe add this in, maybe okay. uh, you know, add in rockets and that sort of thing. So it was, it was like you say, very incremental. Cool. Did you have other people play it or test it out while you were developing it? Yeah, I did. I, you know, these, uh, I told you the couple of friends I went to university with. I uh, sent them a bill every now and again, and uh, you know, they said, came up with comments, and you know, they, they actually pointed out some things, particularly on the interface side of things, uh, things that I didn't notice or I was reluctant to do because they were difficult. They pointed them out, and it was very useful having that, having them do testing. But it was only really two or three people that um, I got involved in the testing before. Reasonably near the release time. Oh, okay. So you didn't do testing early on. Uh, not an awful lot of it, no. I think that's actually something I got a little bit wrong. Okay. Well, when you said towards the release time, what about your core two or three friends? Did you send it to them early on, or was that still also late later in the development? No, I sent it to them pretty early on. Okay. Pretty much all the way through. Awesome. And how how long did it take for you to develop it? Uh, well, the physics engine bit of it took about two or three months. Making wow. the game, 
and making it fun was uh, a lot longer. It took about nine months in total from uh, start till release, but I'd say at least six of that was making the the game and you know uh, testing improvement, doing the interface, menus, level design, all the stuff that. I kind of overlooked at the beginning because I thought games were all about technology. <laughs> awesome. So you uh, finish up this game. Well, you do the beta testing towards the almost towards the point of release. What yeah, was well the I, feedback? What was the comments from people? Uh, well, they they gave me a lot of uh, a lot of things to think about. I was you know I was thinking that people would say this works, this doesn't work. You know, as in it crashes my computer or something. But they. Uh, they came up with a load of really useful comments you know, about um, you know, maybe reordering the levels because the difficulty wasn't right, um, maybe new things I should add, how to, you know, how to improve the interface and make it more intuitive, you know, things that I hadn't explained well because I, because I knew how they worked but didn't explain them properly in the tutorials or the manual. They, they gave me okay. really useful feedback and I... I regret not having um, done more testing and done it earlier. Okay, cool. So you released the game, and uh, yep. what, did you, what do you do next? Well, um, I, what I'm working on at the moment is uh, a load of updates from people that have um, bought the game and they've, they've said, you know, I like it, but it would be good if I could do this, or, you know, I'd like to have this feature, you know, so what I'm working on at the moment is some, uh, I've got like a website that, where you can exchange content, you know, people can make new levels or upload the solutions to levels, and um, it's kind of awkward at the moment because it's not integrated into the game, so I'm going to make that now, you just click a button in the game and oh. you will know, automatically get content. Yeah, that to I, I noticed that user community thing online on your site. And I was just wondering how that was going, and um, do you find it useful, and how do you actually grow your community online? Well, um, I sort of try and give it a sort of fairly free reign. I don't want to sort of organize things too much, but uh, people seem pretty pretty pleased with it. They, you know, some people say they want uh, some more, um, you know, more features, and they want more of the community sort of, sort of thing, but um, I, I sort of try and... Um, I don't want to make it so that I have to spend a lot of time sort of overseeing it, if you like. Okay. But the, yeah. the uh, people's responses seem to be pretty, uh, they, they quite like it, I think. Yeah. Um, other indie game developers that we've interviewed, they talk about uh, just how important it is to have their community and how useful it ha it's been, you know, in terms of feedback. And just yeah. for them to also tell their other friends and get them involved, too. So that's cool. Um, now, you said that you wanted to streamline the process so that people can easily submit levels for your community. Yeah. Um, well, how are you going to do that? Well, I'm just going to uh, build it in in-game so that at the moment I just, it was sort of tacked on at the end. It was just a, you know, it's just a form on a web page. Uh, I'm now going to make that, um, you know, build it in the game so if you click a button in the game, it all radically does the stuff behind the scenes. So do you need to, are you going to have to write server code to do that then? Yeah, well, yeah, I think the server code's already there, but it's, um, I just need to make the... So what the web browser now does with the form submission, I need to build that into the game. Oh, okay, so cool. So the game communication. Awesome. Um, so after you release this game, what do you do in terms of marketing? Because you are one of the few indies that 
actually did research before they started their first game. Yeah, and, I did uh, research, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so you have a bet. So you had an idea of exactly how the business aspect worked. Yeah, well, I, I ha- I've had some de- had descriptions from other people. I had no first-hand experience. But oh, yeah. It's better than nothing. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I initially um, did a, a little bit of marketing by um, submitting it to um, games development websites. So I, I put a screenshot on them. Um, on a on games development website, and I got some some great um, response from that. Uh, I think I did. Cool. Um, uh, what else did I do? I haven't actually done a lot more marketing than that. Um, well, you got um, written up in um, Gama Sutra, didn't you? Yeah. Well, yeah, sorry, that's right. I did that. <laughs> I wrote an article. I wrote an article um, on the sort of um, what went right and what went wrong with the development. So I okay. published that on, you know, I submitted it to their website. They said, you know, I asked if they'd be interested in that, and they said, yeah, but that's kind of, uh, that's kind of not so much marketing towards the general market. That's something that, that game developers only read, I suppose. So it's kind of uh, a narrow, a narrow band. I'm going to reach a narrow band of people in that, I suppose. Okay. I think that I think the most of uh, the people that have found my game have, have found it through um, through like word of mouth, but. I've also been really lucky because the people that have liked it have, uh, have seemed to, uh, you know, want to write about it, um, you know, on their uh, websites and blogs, and uh, and that's it. Oh, actually, I did uh, I did one more thing. I submitted a, um, uh, I, I asked um, uh, what called Game Tunnel to um, to review it for me, and they've done a review, and I got favourable review, and you know, so that it's just sort of review sites basically, as well as uh, people's personal blogs, which is okay. which has really helped me out. Okay, cool. So you're saying the Gama Sutra article didn't necessarily help you out in terms of exposure? I think it. I think it did, but it, I wasn't um, doing that intentionally to, to draw sales from the game. I was kind of more doing it to, to try and uh, help people know uh, what my experience was about. Like, so, like I, I read these books about game development, and they really helped me out. I wanted to uh, to let people know what I'd done wrong, so that they they can maybe avoid it next time for themselves. Okay, so cool. It it I didn't think it was so much a marketing exercise; as just something to help people out. Awesome. What do you have any ideas for upcoming games then? Uh, I had a couple of ideas. Um, I had one because um, the kind of people that bought my game would they they like physics games. I, I kind of thought. I could try and do something cool with water, but it's kind of, uh, I think it's kind of difficult to think of something original and fun that is just a technology-based game around water, so uh, I, I kind of thought, I like, I like to listen to music and I like to play uh, music-based games, you know, the, uh, like uh, Dance Dance Revolution, things like yeah. that, I think they're pretty cool, so um, I thought I could try doing something like that. But I really don't have an awful lot of experience with uh, uh, sound and music-based games, you know, so it's going to be a totally new thing, so it may be a little more risky. Uh, I've got this other idea about, sort of follows quite nicely from what I've done with Armadillo Zone, which is kind of an online uh, multiplayer um, game based around physics, where it, instead of being uh, kind of you design something, then it's not interactive when you set it going. I'm going to make something that's kind of interactive, you know, it's where you use some kind of, it's an action skill based game. 
and making it multiplier would be uh, something new, yeah? Okay, cool. So you're talking about music games. Um, so you're going to pass on that? Because music uh, gameplay would be interesting. I think it would be pretty cool. It, 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 would, be, it would be novel, right? It would be uh, something completely new if it was combined with the physics. But oh, yeah. I, I think what I've, what I've got at the moment is I've got a couple of those first two ideas I've got sort of churning over at the back of my mind. And the third idea, I think, is coming more towards the point of is more of a uh, concrete idea of how I'm going to implement something. You know? So these other two ideas, they, they may leap forward, but I think it's a good idea to have something that's absolutely you know, sure in your mind what, you, what you're trying to achieve before you start on it. Yeah. So those two ideas are still, uh, still not uh, being acted upon yet. Okay, cool. Um, is there anything else you want to say to the game development community? Well, I, I think I should uh, I should thank them for their uh, basically everyone's uh, I've, I've used loads of resources you know I've, I've read so many things about you know Windows programming OpenGL you know sound you know reviews of different products uh, postmortems of other people's previous product projects and uh, you know I've used as inspiration other people's games that I've you know and demos that I've played on the internet so I really uh, owe the indie game development community uh, uh, thanks so, so thank you awesome um, what would you say are the top five things that you wish you knew before you started oh that's a tricky one uh, I think I should have known a bit more about physics before I started it and I was uh, kind of doing research as I as I uh, came into problems and it maybe would have been better to you know, get a decent book out and read it thoroughly before I even started an implementation. Uh, I think I should have done uh, beta testing earlier on to okay. uh, release a better product to begin with, rather than kind of um, release a new version after the initial release. Uh, I should have uh, I should have known a bit more about sound programming because the sound effects. Sound effects aren't great, you know, uh, so I was kind of new to that. Uh, and I suppose about marketing, which I still haven't really got right, but uh, that's four, I suppose. Okay, cool. That's good enough. Um, do you have any uh, insight into what you believe is going to be the future of gaming or innovation in gaming? Well, I don't know. Looking at the trends, uh, games still seem to be uh, getting bigger. Uh, you know, uh, mainstream games. They seem to be getting bigger, more graphically uh, advanced. But I don't see that the gameplay rules themselves, you know, the actual design of them, is actually progressing an awful lot. I'd okay. say that the, the indie games, you know, the indie games are supposed to be, got a reputation of being innovative, and there's some great things, but uh, I don't think uh, small indie games like mine are the future, and they're going to kill off uh, PlayStation 3. I think there's still going to be a trend towards uh, increases in uh, graphical power and you know graphics and cinematic experiences in the mainstream uh, you know of the consoles and that sort of thing but I think there's always going to be a niche for something new and different you know something that's not catered for in that big budget market so I think more of the same you know 
the console's going one way, the indie game's filling a niche that's still available, if you like. Cool. Okay, Peter. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Yeah, and thanks, uh, thanks again, and good luck with your next project. Take care. Thanks a lot. Cheers.